Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tiger Nexus podcast, where we interview content creators and geeks of all types. And today, in this episode, uh, in the Nexus, I have a very well-known cosplayer, a very well-known storyteller and story writer. He's a business partner of mine, a very dear friend of mine, and <laughs> and overall, just a, a fantastic dude. Uh, welcome, Willie, aka Cosplay Dude Six Three Seven. What is up, my peeps? Hello. First <laughs> off, how are things? Things are progressing nicely. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Good. Um, and then, of course, if you could tell our listeners exactly, you know, what you're known for, what you do, all that stuff. All right. I am cosplay dude six three seven. I am was widely known as a cosplayer because that's what I did on TikTok for the longest time, and now I am also a storyteller because I've begun making podcasts. Just a few. Just a, just a few. <laughs> well, te- te- technically speaking, by, by pedantic measures, a few means seven or more. So really, you're not actually at a few just yet. Oh, hey, good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know. um, okay, so yeah, let's, let's dive into the cosplay. Um, what would you... Uh, would you call yourself, like... Um, how how do, how do I word this? Would you call yourself like a a professional cosplayer? Would you would you like how much time do you actually have put into your cosplays? Because some of your cosplays are phenomenal. So like, would you call yourself a bit of an amateur, or would you call yourself a bit more than that? I I class myself somewhere in between amateur and professional because I'm no professional. That's for sure. I don't put that much effort into it, <laughs> but I am. Not an amateur either, because I have been doing it for a while. I do know what I need to get to make things, and... Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, you don't have to list all of them, because I do know you do have a few, but could you list just, like, some of your most popular uh, cosplays that you've done? I have 31 that I have <laughs> done now. No, 30. <laughs> Damn, 30, jeez. Yeah. Well, like you have pointed out, though, a couple of those are double set, because I have both Kirito's from SAO and ALO. I have Sora from Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3. Um, those are pretty popular. Of course, Luffy from One Piece. Uh, my Red Ranger, which I, the, my loving wife just got me a new costume for for Christmas, so I was so ecstatic about that. It's like a full costume. Yeah, I've seen. It's really cool. <laughs> um, let's see who else is really popular I just got the doctor I just made him uh, yeah. thanks to the Red Cornish Ranger it was actually more his idea than mine but it worked <laughs> but that's the great thing about cosplay is it can be a collab you know it doesn't have to be exact yeah exactly yeah. see I think one of the reasons why um, you get a lot of traction as well is because you don't just delve into one genre. You know, you've just listed anime characters, video game character, um, a character from a kids show, and then a character from a very well-known British TV show. So, you know, you, oh. you've delved into all sorts of genres as well, not just sticking to, you know, you're not, you're not just an anime cosplayer. You delve into all sorts, which I think brings a lot of people to you. Thanks for listing that off, because you just reminded me Nightwing. So, my comic book character. <laughs> yeah, there you go, and comic books. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, I do kind of mess with everything, don't I? You literally, you have de- you have doubled in all ponds, and I think that that kind of brings different fans to you because there are fans of people that only cosplay superheroes, for an example, you know, and look out for superheroes. So when they see you Nightwing and Gambit, because you do Gambit as well, oh, you know, 
There you go. <laughs> See, I know this man better than he knows himself. <laughs> um, you know, but, <laughs> so I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people um, will find you a bit more entertaining because you delve into so many. Um, when it comes to cosplays, you know, we, we, we're in February recording this. Uh, beginning of 2024, do you have plans between now and the end of the year for more cosplays or doing stuff with your cosplays? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, the Doctor one was actually just kind of impromptu. I, I had wanted to create my own Doctor. Well, back up a couple of years. I had made my own Doctor a long time ago, before TikTok was even out, when I was doing this back on Instagram. Um, but the jacket that I used for that Doctor had become my Kirito jacket. So yeah. I didn't have it anymore, and I wanted to bring the Doctor back, especially after meeting Mark and seeing his Doctor. Um, I wanted to bring my doctor back, and he's like, well, I envisioned, because he's doing a story about two doctors, and he's like, I envisioned your doctor wearing red and a leather jacket and jeans. I'm like, wait a minute, I have all that. <laughs> like, yeah, I have a door to it? And he's like, yeah, go for it. And so my doctor was born. <laughs> um, no, my next big one that I want to do, so spoiler alert, if my son is listening, which I know he is. Because <laughs> he's in the other room is Kakashi. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's my next big one is Kakashi Sensei. Because he's always he's always getting cosplays for me. Like he's my Zoro. He's got um, Weiss that goes with my uh, Shiki from Eden Zero. And it's twelve o'clock because the fire department's going off. <laughs> Um, so I, he's always getting cosplays to match ones that I have, so I wanted to do one for him, and he has Naruto, so I was like, okay, I'll get a Kakashi. Um, it's absolutely insane that you mentioned this, so, um, I've, I've just started off doing this cosplay stuff, um, thanks oh. to yourself and Marco Corner Stranger, you know, you both kind of give me some confidence and things, I'm kind of dabbling in the whole, you know, what I have in the house, what can I buy little things of, and I'm now up to um, two characters on TikTok. Within the next two to three weeks, four characters on TikTok, and my fifth one, which will be a full actual anime character, is going to be Sasuke. Because oh, I, already have, I already have his sword. I've had his sword for years. Yeah, I remember you telling me that, that actually. No, so, you say I may not do the wig thing, only because, like, no offense, it's not going to suit me, but I'm definitely going to do, like, from the neck down or Sasuke from the Shippuden one, because I have the sword that goes with it. So, like, we could easily do some, like, cool uh, TikTok oh, yeah. Naruto oh, and Kakashi. Uh, that's the Naruto he has, is Shippuden Naruto. Yeah. So, yeah, we could definitely do all three. Kakashi doesn't change. <laughs> no, yeah, he literally doesn't. Well, I don't know, that there is some stuff in between... Uh, Naruto Shippuden and Boruto, but like his clothes don't really change other than something that goes over his outfit. <laughs> other than that, it doesn't change. For the most part, he stays the same. So. Yeah, he, he just stays the same. So when it comes to uh, cosplaying, you said that your son cosplays, um, your wife also does a few things of you as well, doesn't she? Yep. She kind of joins in. What's it like having, you know, not just yourself cosplaying, what's it like having your family join in? Expensive. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> That's the best response ever. Just expensive. You didn't even think it's expensive. It, it, it's fun because it gives us all something we can do together. Um, I, I kind of wish I got into this cosplay like TikTok as heavy as I did later or earlier in my parents' life. 
because then I could have got the other kids involved, but TikTok wasn't a thing, so. <laughs> yeah. But having Xander involved, it, it's a lot of fun. And having Rita involved is just a dream come true, because it's what I've always wanted to do, is like, I'm always pissed on her. Well, if I get you this one, we could do this. <laughs> she actually surprised me, because she bought the Nami on her own. She, she came up with the oh, idea to get the Nami on her own. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> So when it comes to um, the uh, cosplays that you guys do, you guys have actually gone out and done things locally, haven't you, in your cosplays? Or at least uh, some of them? Yeah, we've done two conventions. Wow, cool. Um, one local convention that's uh, here in Iowa, um, that just it's like a circuit that goes around different parts of Iowa. And then we did the Des Moines Con, which is kind of a bigger one, and that's where I got to meet Amy Jo Johnson and David Yost. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that one was fun. <laughs> that's cool. And I learned later, so I'm kind of upset about it now, but I wasn't a One Piece fan when I went to that con. But Luffy's voice actor, Brooke's voice actor, Chopper's voice actor, and I think one other was there. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Wow. But I wasn't a One Piece fan back then, as Rita keeps pointing out. <laughs> See, I think when it comes to cosplaying, and we'll, we'll dive into the story uh, writing stuff in a second, but when it comes to this sort of stuff, me and you have now been friends for going on uh, tears in a bit, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, the Three Ranger Bros have been a thing for almost at that same amount of time, and all three of us keep advancing our, our fandoms, our, our knowledge as well. You know, you've kind of delved into One Piece. Um, you know, Mark's definitely expanded on what he does with Doctor Who and Star Trek and stuff. And we're all just kind of doing it. And I think that's one of the best things about this sort of thing is, you know, whenever you become a new fan of something, you can instantly just drive it into, you know, cosplaying and story writing. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's one of the great things I think about fan fiction and cosplay is the fact that you can just immerse yourself into it. You can make yourself a part of it. And let's face it, when you become a fan of something, that's what you want to do. You want yep. to become part of that world because you love it so much. So, as we're talking about One Piece for a second, let's dive into your, your many places that you upload and everything. We're going to dive into the uh, first three where you only upload one specific story. Uh, let's start off with One Piece then. Um... You are a new One Piece fan. Uh, you you you've watched the live action Netflix um, show, and then you know you're diving into the anime. You now have a One Piece story. What's different from the One Piece fan fiction you're writing to what people watch on the anime and the live action? Well, I'm gonna do a few different things um, right now. Where my story takes place at, if you're One Piece fans and listening to this. Um, it breaks off from Wano to a whole new universe. So basically, it follows the events up to Wano, and then my story is going to have a separate, like, universe going on, because one thing we strive here with the Three Ranger Bros. Studios is we create our own universes. And my One Piece is going to be different in the sense that, one, you're going to meet some new characters that you've never met before, including two that our dear host has made. <laughs> I don't know uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> one that Mark himself has made, and then one our friend Jordan has made. And it's they're, the characters are going to be slightly different because some relationships will develop, which Oda-sensei, the writer of One Piece, said that won't happen. But that's okay. That's not his... My universe is not his universe. Yep. 
I got into an argument with somebody on Discord about this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that's the one thing people don't like about fan fictions, and some people really need to like. I don't mean to sound harsh here, just buck up. Because when it comes to fan fictions, it's not someone taking away what's already existing. It's getting people to think of, well, what if this happened instead? Or what if this relationship bloomed instead? Or what if this person died? Or what if this person didn't die? You know, it's yeah. it's playing along the idea of, you know, what if this happened? Or, you know, something on those lines. And we're not taking away from what already exists. You know, me, you, Mark, we have a crown now, and, you know, we have a, quite a few people in the Zero to Hero community uh, going on where we're writing stories, we're uploading them. We're not taking away, we're adding to it, in well, a sense. Yeah, I agree with you fully, and that's one of the things I love about your stories is, whereas I'm a writer that writes continuations or alternate universes, you take a universe and add unique characters to it, making it bigger. And that's one of the things I like about your stories, is the fact that you have to have OCs. Yep. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I suck at making OCs. But your OCs, you always have such a great backstory for them, so uh, it, that's one of the reasons I love listening to your stuff. And I am caught up. Well, no, I'm not. I gotta listen to Chapter 3 of Grime. Gime. Yeah, so, one, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Um... <laughs> So, funny thing is, you know, you, you inspire me in the fact that a lot of your stories are continuations in some way or another, whether it's a full-blown continuation of the story, or like you said with One Piece, you're diving off at one pinnacle point and then it's another continuation. Because I've now started writing stories where I'm playing around with characters who already exist, and I don't like doing it. Like you said, I'm an OC writer. I love making OCs. I find it so much fun, and I've had a blast. You know, my, my, my biggest popular story at the minute is Future Foundation, which is my first story, and it's all OCs and stuff like this. But it's a case of, you know, I've got a Ben 10 story, which I'm playing around with one of the villains, and he's now the main character. And again, I'm playing around with the character that already exists. I've got a Teenage Mutant Turtles story that I'm doing the same thing. So I am still playing around with OCs. There are OCs involved, but the main character, the main story point is a character that already exists. And it's because of you. It's because I listen to your stuff. I'm like... I want to see what I can do, because you can do it so well. And, you know, that's that's one of the reasons why I'm doing it, is because of you. <coughs> well, I think in our case, me and your case, we feed off of each other in that sense. Because yes. there are stories that I want to do because you've done it. Like, I have an idea for a story where what if Donatello was made the leader, not Leonardo? And that was because I listened to your story where Donatello is now the sensei. Yep. So, um, with your um, podcast and your stories and stuff, your second one is Sailor Moon E. Again, that is just one uh, podcast where you'll find one storyline. Um, so you're a big fan of Sailor Moon E. Oh, Sailor Moon, sorry. What, why is it called Sailor Moon E? I'm a big fan of Sailor Moon E, too, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so why, why have you gone with Sailor Moon E and not call it, like, Sailor Moon? Or why haven't you, like, you know, well, added a subtitle well, to it? If you know that Sailor Moon's... Um, Series is it's Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon S, Sailor Moon Super S, yep. and then Sailor Moon Stars. So that's the main four. So when I created my story, I wanted to add something to it so it's not Sailor Moon because yep. it's taking way past all that happening. So I came up with Sailor Moon E because the story revolves around Tuxedo Mask, which is the Prince of Earth. So Sailor Moon E, Sailor Moon oh. Earth. 
<laughs> that's clever. That's actually no, that's actually very clever. So when people dive into Sailor Moon E, what are some of the key differences between Sailor Moon E story and Sailor Moon itself, or the Sailor Moon series as a whole? Then I shall label it as. What's okay. like some key things? Big difference is again, like I stated, it's about Tuxedo Mask. Most of Sailor Moon was all about Serena and her journey becoming Queen Serenity and all that stuff. This one it revolves around. Darian's past as Prince and, da and Damien. We see four people back that you all thought were dead. The four generals. Um, which you meet them at the very beginning of Sailor Moon, actually. They're part of the Dark Moon Kingdom. Nephrite, Kunzite, Jedite, and uh, somebody voices Zoocyte here. Uh, <coughs> 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 Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I brought his four generals back because if you in the anime, it doesn't touch on it, but if you read the manga, the four generals were actually part of Endamian's court. Yep. And I always loved that part. And if you read the manga, they were in love with the Sailor Scouts. So it just... And you know me and couples. Yes. So <laughs> I have this thing where I have to have couples in almost every project I do. No, I'm not joking. Um, for those of you listening, I have a few stories uh, that will bring these up later uh, in in Cosplay Dudes universes. And every single time that I we me and him have these conversations, uh, we often I think it happens about three times a year. We'll meet up on on a video chat and we'll talk for a couple hours just to schedule and plan stories and stuff. And Willie's always got this one question. Um, so who's going to be the couple? Yeah. Who's, who's going to be the couple? And it's funny because now when I actually make a couple, I'll go to him and go, just so you know, this is going to have a couple. And I'll get him to guess. Um, so, like, for example, in Future Foundation, my two, two yeah, I got main sort of yeah, two, two main characters sort of got together recently. And I said to him, look, Future Foundation, we're going to have a couple. He did guess one, which if he listens to Paranger's uh, Ventral Vanguard, they're actually together in there. Um, but uh, yeah, he he guessed uh, he guessed right the second time, and then he was happy about that. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm always kind of putting couples together, and again, we'll bring more of that up later when we get to those stories. Um, so with uh, the order, which is the third one I wanted to bring up, this is a, another podcast where it's it's all one story. This isn't a fan fiction though, is no. it? The order is all your original stuff. Can we can we get some explanation from you? What is the order? Okay, the Order is a secret organization that was created by Michael the Archangel to protect Earth from the forces of evil. Vampires, werewolves, demons, you name it. Inside the Order, there is a legend of the Chosen One. One being that will either bring the world into the light or plunge it into the darkness. My main story on the Order series, because it's designed to be a whole series, um is uh, The Chosen One, which has Eric Von Connors, a character of my original design, that is half vampire, half angel. All their powers, none of their weaknesses, except for one. He has the bloodlust. He needs to kill. Um, he is joined by Van Helsing, Van being his first name, Helsing being his last name, um, a law in the long line of Van Helsings. So it's a name passed down through generations. So it makes it seem like Van Helsing is immortal. Um, Belladonna Helsing, which is Van's twin sister. And then the Lycan, which Eric don't like very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tasha Wolfsbane, which is Van's girlfriend. And they're just a team of supernatural beings that go around saving us without us knowing. 
Basically, think Buffy. <laughs> so uh, I was going to say uh, you're inspired by things like Buffy and you know Shadowhunters and uh, Supernatural and stuff in that story, and it's really cool. I I, I enjoyed the order. I always have done. Um, and you you're you're using Van Helsing, and one thing that I I as um, a writer for Parentage Global, which again we'll bring that up in a bit. Uh, we're using gods, and you're using Van Helsing, and one of my favorite things is the fact that. A lot of the characters that we're using, you know, you're using. Let's use Van Helsing for example. His name isn't trademarked. It isn't copyrighted by anything. Van Helsing, as in the fictional character, is not trademarked or copyrighted. Which means any single person can use Van Helsing's name, the character. You, you can literally do whatever you want with Van Helsing. It does not matter. You can do it, and that's one thing I really love about using gods. For an example, you know, mythology, Norse, Greek, whatever, is you can literally do whatever you want, and it's you know apparent Marvel use Norse mythology. God of War is done in Greek and Norse, that sort of stuff, and it's really good because we can kind of like twist it into our own stories. And like you said, you know, this Van Helsing is is you know got his name because he's in the line of you know, the, all the Van Helsings, and, you know, this one's got a sister, and, you know, you're kind of doing your own thing with it, and it's cool just to listen to what you're doing with it, I think it's very cool. Oh, thank you, I, it was born as to be a Buffy story, was actually how it was born, it was going to be a Buffy continuation where Eric became Buffy's significant other, and I didn't like it, so it just kind of morphed into what it is now, and I am super excited to go forward, because, we now have another world inside that world that you write. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I had this idea of because uh, Willie was explaining to me uh, his stories and st like the order and the world that is and stuff. And I had this idea of okay, but what if you had it on the flip? What if you had people you know killing supernaturals, defending people, but they're not nice they're actually doing it because they're like more like bounty hunters of a sense and i came to you with my three character ideas and you liked them and you said i, I could wing it and i was like, all right cool i'll do it and yeah um each month you'll find is it the first of each month i want to yep. say the first yeah. of each month you'll find an episode of the order yeah and, and uh, wow. my story the misfits um which i think is a very good name for the three characters <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> i think um, it works really well from what I know of your characters and listening to the two chapters you have written, which your second chapter will come out March 1st? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had to think. <laughs> and it hurt. Um, but, yeah. Your characters seamlessly just fit right into the world of the Order. And I was like, one of the great things about being friends with you is that we can meld our worlds so easily. Yep. Which we have. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, so, I didn't have a multiverse of rangers until I met someone. Yeah, so, um, when it comes to me and Willie, uh, for those listening, um, we are, um, you know, best of friends, um, we, we bounce each other's ideas off like anymore, Mark's included in, in this as well, um, when it comes to all the Paranger stuff, especially, um, but when it comes to me and you, we have this ability just to, like, you know, like I said, we talk sometimes, and, you know, within... 20 minutes, you know, one of us will come to the other and like, oh, I'm stuck with this. Not only have we solved that issue, but we've now expanded it tenfold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, 
And like me, mine and your stories are more woven into each other than people realize. You know, I've got the misfits in your original story, which, mm -hmm. by the way, I, I take privilege. You know, I, I'm very humbled by that. Uh, you know, um, for those who don't know, Cosplay Two Sixty Seven is actually the reason why I actually upload my stories. I've been writing since I was a kid, and when I saw the fact that he's uploading Paranger stories, and you know, I saw people talking about them. I was like, hang on a minute, people do this? Like, this is weird. Like, how huh? People upload them? And then, you know, I spoke to you about it, and I was like, alright, why not? I'll give it a crack. And now, here we are two years later, and not only have we got several stories together, but our stories are more woven into each other than people think. Like, people even realize. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's insane. The fact that with one of our stories... With the ones that we have all woven together, if one of them dropped, our worlds would pretty much implode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we get to the big one, which I think you know which the, what the big one is, I want to leave yeah. that to last. Uh, let's dive into. Um, so when it comes to One Piece, quickly, you you'll find that on YouTube. Um, yeah. What is the actual YouTube channel called? Uh, one Piece the Audio Drama. Yep. Um, so that, that's, that's three of your stories, Sailor Moon E, The Order, and One Piece Order Drama. Sailor Moon E and The Order is a podcast, so you have to look them up on your podcast, uh, your favorite podcast channels. Yeah, so like I'm Spotify, Spotify, Apple. Apple. <laughs> yeah, Apple I, stuff. I'm, I think I'm even on Amazon now, I'm not sure. I'd have oh, to... Oh, look you, Mr. Fancy. <laughs> I think um, I got to know about it one day. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into the two channels... Uh, well, one's a podcast, one's a channel, where you kind of just upload a mixture of stuff. So let's dive into story time with Cosplay Did 67, which is where you kind of started everything. That's yeah. kind of where, like, everything kind of started. Um, how did you actually come to start doing, uploading everything onto, you know, how did story time with Cosplay Did 67 even begin? Well, like you, I've been writing forever. So, and I love telling stories. I love getting people's reactions um, to my stories. And... I met Mark on TikTok. No. Did I meet him on TikTok? No. I met him on um, Eternal Rangers Discord. And we got to talking, and I was talking about how I wanted to make a podcast, because podcasts have become popular now. It's a, it's a big thing. And he's like, oh, I got these guys you should talk to. Sent me to Jim. <laughs> and now I, I... Which got me involved in the Zero to Hero. And... They helped me create story time, and originally it was just going to be story time with cosplay to six or seven. All my stories were going to go on there, but then it got to be too many. Yeah. So right now, story time is going to consist of Shadow Hunters. So that is a book franchise, which not a lot of people know about it. Um, Sword Art Online. Again, it's a continuation story. What else do I have on there now, Ty? <laughs> um, okay, is your My Hero Academia story on Storytime? I believe it is. <laughs> I gotta pull my list now. X-Men is gonna be on Storytime. And I believe it's My Hero Academia. I think it's those four. Yeah, I I I I yeah, you knew I believe it's I believe you started off with those four because you said that. You said to me anyway that if you ever wanted to add something else, you'll you'll figure out a way to like kind of cycle them. So for the first like for an example, the first several uploads, you'll have a set schedule of these four, and then when you want to upload something else, we'll just like switch them around a bit so like everything kind of gets a chapter every now and then. I pulled up my list. It's actually Kingdom Hearts is on there too. Ah uh, yes, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. 
so are they all continuations or are they all a bit different? Yes, all continuations. Uh, so Shadowhunters, um, it actually picks up after the um, last book set that's uh, called Dark Artifices. Artifi- art- bleh, I hate that word. Artifices? Yes. <laughs> um, so it picks up after that. Um, so Jace, Clary, Izzy, Simon, Alec, Magnus, they're all a little bit older. They're, they're more in their adult age, and it follows... It's designed to follow a younger group of Shadowhunters, but still being trained by the older group of Shadowhunters. Yeah. SAO is a continuation. It takes place after Alizization. Or Underworld. Underworld, excuse me. Because Alizization's before Underworld. (laughs) Uh, Kingdom Hearts Light of Truth. I started writing it after 2, but I've since altered it, so it's kind of after 3. X-Men... It's based off of the 90s cartoon X-Men. Yep. And My Hero Academia is um, based after Deku is the actual number one hero now. And he's coming back to Japan because he did spend some time in America like his idol. Yeah, I I, be- I think the only one that I'm not up to date with is Sword of Online. That's only because I'm not up to date with the anime. And like I find myself very like, eh? Sort of thing. Like I haven't watched. I haven't. I I haven't watched all of My Academia yet. But I do know a lot more. Like I know what's coming up, and like, I do know a lot more than I've watched. Um. So with sort of online, I'm a bit like lost half the time. That's the only reason why I'm not fed up to date. But yeah, what I've listened to of you know your stuff on Storytime. Again, it's all fantastic. Um. I'm. I'm. I think the one I'm most intrigued about. But I think I'm most intrigued because it's the one of the stories you really haven't touched upon is X Men because you're kind of. Yes, it's a continuation of the 90s cartoon, but you're kind of doing your own thing with it, and it's a case of, like, I want to know, like, what's going on, because you centered it around Gambit, which is also your favorite, one of your favorite X-Men characters, um, and, yeah, I'm just, I'm just more intrigued about that, I want to know what happens. <laughs> so, X-Men, um, it was actually originally going to be called X-Men Wildcard, because I was going to create a team that's basically, think of, uh, Young Justice. Yep. How they're a stealth team. That was what it's going to be. Xavier comes to Gambit and Rogue and be like, I want you to build a team that can go on missions undercover. So we'll have the A team that is the public eye, and then I'll have this team that can be more stealthy. And I figured that's perfect for Gambit, knowing Gambit's background. Yep. Um, and I have, like you said, I have several f- uh, favorite X-Men which are all on this team. <laughs> and I may make a few people mad with the ships that I do on this team. <laughs> <laughs> See, because... that, that's, that's the, like I said before, it's the better thing about fan fictions is like, you know, you can put two people together. You know, there are some fan fictions out there that do kind of like, you know, are kind of stupid stuff. But when you take this stuff seriously, like me, you, Mark, A-Crown, you know, other people that we know that kind of do fan fictions and stuff, you know, yeah, we're gonna do something that some people may like, and we may do something that people may not like. That's the wonderful thing about story writing. <laughs> yeah. It, it When you're passionate about something, you can tell. And the four of us, for sure, are passionate about what we're writing. Yep. So, yeah. Um, and uh, we will actually see 
a uh, characters that you brought in that I created that are OCs in my X-Men story too. Yes, that's true. Yeah, because remember, uh, Alyssa, uh, Alyssa and uh, Jimmy are going to be in my story too. Yep. Um, so with... Um, so you have you have story time, and that's, that's the beginning of everything, and now mm -hmm. obviously you've kind of spread everything up away from each other, which... I know a lot of people, you know, I've got four Tiger Tales channels, um, which is about to come five. And I think when it comes to Mark stuff, it makes sense. He's only got one at the minute because he's only got one story. But if he ever did want to separate the comic book adaptations to his Power stuff, I think that would work too. But when it comes to me and you especially, we have so many different stories, you know, and we can kind of categorize them air quote so having different places to upload them you know you've got different podcasts you've got two youtube channels all all my channels are, uh, are also categorized it just makes it a little easier I, I don't know if you agree with that not only for us to you know categorize them where they're going but for also listeners you know for example i have um a tiger tales game over which is where you'll find all my video game related um stories and i did that because one i'm a huge gamer i have a gaming walkthrough channel um and stuff. I'm a I've been a gamer since I was a kid. My son's just gone into gaming, etc., etc. And I wanted a place where gamers could go to to listen to fan fictions about some of the games they're into. But I didn't want them to cipher through all the Power Rangers and all the Marvel and all the DC stuff. You know, I wanted one place. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's good for our listeners too because they don't have to cipher through it all. Because yeah. let's face it. If I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, eventually I'm just going to be like, okay, I'm tired of scrolling and go find something else. Yep. Here, at least, we, which you have it dedicated to like all your Power Rangers and Common are on one. Same thing with me, your gaming. So it's not as many shows. And that's what I try to do with Storytime is I only wanted a couple so people didn't have to try to cycle through the podcast listening to find <laughs> one. Yeah, especially when, you know, you you have a schedule of some kind, you know, you don't upload all the time. And so, you know, there will be times where you've uploaded a certain amount of chapters of some story. But like I said, you know, you've, uh, you haven't done much X-Men. So now that we're talking about X-Men, someone might want to listen to X-Men. They, they might have to scroll down a bit. But at least they won't have to scroll down so much before they find it, you know. They, they, yeah. They're not, they're not going to be here for hours. Hey! What do you think you're doing? Listening to this Filth! You should be listening to the Zero to Hero podcast right this instant. It will give you the brain-numbing, blood-pumping thrill that drinking 12 espressos, 12 shots of vodka, and looking at a unicorn for the first time would give you. I swear to God, Billy and Jim pour their blood, their sweat, their tears and the gold that they found in the Garden of Eden into their podcast. And you sit here, you're not listening to it. Are you insane? Go over to the Zero to Hero podcast now and listen to it. God damn it, I have to do everything around here. Duh.
Um, so your other one, your your YouTube channel, Nostalgia Time. Um, I want to dive into that real quick. What what was the plan? You know, what was the idea behind the Nostalgia Time YouTube channel? It was born twofold. One, because of you, because you do so many YouTube channels, and I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to play with YouTube too. So I was like, hey, my brother's doing it. I need to do it. <laughs> and two, I wanted to put out more stories, but I, again, didn't want story time to get so bogged down that it was just out of control. So I looked at all the stories I was doing and wanted to do and was like, well, these stories are my past, my happy place. These were nostalgic to me. So I was like, well, why don't I just create a channel that's nostalgic? And then, of course, I got you guys involved in the voice acting and the different stories for it. So I was like, it can be a whole thing of nostalgia. Yeah, I, I like that because um, the stories that, you're, that you've done so far and what like you've spoken to me and Mark about, the stories that you plan on doing and stuff, there is, there is a lot of nostalgia for some people. Um, so I wanted to bring up He-Man because that's one story that you're you're doing on Nostalgia mm -hmm. Time. Um, with He-Man, it's not a continuation, is it? it you're kind of like the retelling. Yeah, you're kind of like retelling the story. And again, that's one thing I love about fan fiction is you know we can get um, stories and we can retell them. And some people get annoyed at that. And my 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 answer to people getting annoyed at the fact that you know fan fiction fan fiction writers are retelling stories is you know there are movies that have comic books there are movies that get tv shows there are tv shows that get movies there are uh remakes of films and games and stuff that are retellings of the same story yeah they're <laughs> literally man. you know main media does it more than we do <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so like, it, 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 man, they tell that story over and over again. You know, look, I was about to bring that up. Look at Spider Man, Batman, Superman, the big time, you know, the the two biggest superhero on the planet is Superman and Spider Man. They are the two biggest, most money making superheroes of all time. And then Batman kind of like kind of has a gray area in between. And those three have the most retelling uh, movies, games, uh, animated shows of all time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and we're doing the same thing. Sure, we just don't have a multi-million budget behind us. That's the only yeah, difference. We <laughs> had a computer, hoping that somebody listens to it. Exactly. Um, so, what sort of stories can you find on Nostalgia Time? So, of course, we have He-Man, which is again a retelling. It's more of a modernization. I wanted to do it where it was more in modern times, so He-Man couldn't or Adam couldn't walk around with a giant sword on his back. <laughs> Which I, li I like the way that you did that. I like, can you just quickly explain, um, you don't have to if you want to, but can you quickly explain how you do the sword? I really like the way you do the sword in he your <laughs> human retelling. So the sword is actually a necklace that yep. he wears around his neck um, that was given to him by uh, the sorceress. So he rips the sword off, holds it up, it transforms into the sword, and then he yells his com his, his famous phrase. So... Yeah, that was, again, because I wanted... Uh, he can't walk around with a giant sword on his back. It would just uh, get him arrested. <laughs> I, I, I just love that. I think that's such a clever way of doing it. Um, I, I, I'm kind of a sucker for an item turning into a weapon, or a weapon that's concealed by something. Um, I, I'm kind of a fan. 
And so the fact that you have a necklace that turns into a sword goes right into that. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we have an uh, ongoing mission, which I would classify it as an OC story. Yes, it takes place in the Star Trek universe, but it doesn't have any of the main Star Trek characters in it. Yep. Well, yet. There's a story coming up that we go to DS9. But it's not about them. It's about a whole different crew, a whole different ship. Yep. Um, and that one was born... I don't know how that one was born. Just one day I was like, hey, I want to write a story. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, I think I was watching... Um... Oh, God. Prodigy? Star Trek Prodigy? Yep. The animated one? And I was like, man, I love Star Trek. I really do. I I've been a huge fan for a long time. Why have I never written a story? And then a name popped in my head, Daystorm. And I'm like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> so, Captain Daniel Daystorm of the USS Nova. And you voice act in that one. Yep. Uh, me, you, and Mark, actually. Yes. Sir. So I've actually um, done a thing where most of the stories on Nostalgia Time do not have the same people voice acting in it at all times. He-Man is just me, my wife, and my son. And then... We do all the other voices. Uh, ongoing mission is just me, you, and Mark. And then... Uh, then I have Defenders of the Galaxy, which is my Voltron, which... That's beyond nostalgic to me. That was, that was my show, man. He-Man and Voltron were my shows. And that one, I think, has all of us in it. Me, you, Mark, Rita, Xander. I got Jared involved in it now, because he's Lotor. <laughs> Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, and that one is kind of a continuation-ish. It's kind of a meld between the original Voltron cartoon of the 80s and the newer one. And I kind of melded them together. And it takes place in the present day because they have to travel back in time because Lotor goes back in time to try to make it so the... Galaxy Alliance was never formed. So. And then I have the two that I don't think I've actually ever aired on. No. Because it was just the three last year. So the two that are coming out now, I have Animorphs. Which is a book series. Um, they did do a TV show for it, but it wasn't that good. A uh, book series where a group of kids get the ability to morph into animals. Yep. Um, amazing books. Love them. If you haven't read them, please go pick up a book, because they're amazing. And then, of course, Digimon. And I had this Digimon story lying around, but then somebody I know very, very well came out with a Digimon story, so I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, no idea. <clears throat> but yeah, um, when it comes to the Soldier Time, uh, you've also... Uh, kind of opened your doors to me and Mark. Uh, me and Mark have also got plans for Nostalgia Time. Um, I'm going to be dedicating a month this year where on Tiger Tales, um, I'll be uploading it on, as well on Tiger Tales, but it'll be basically for a whole month, there'll be a good couple, you know, we're talking eight to possibly 15 chapters that get uploaded to Nostalgia Time as well because, you know, I'm younger than I'm the youngest person in the Free Ranger Bros. Um, there is, you know, an age gap between me, William, Mark, um, Mark, and William. More 
close in age than I am. So for me, nostalgia is a different set of generation, you know, it's a different set of stuff. So but between me and you uploading on nostalgia time, there's gonna be we're now broadening the horizon of what's nostalgic uh to people. And you know, for me it's stuff like um Bakugan and Pokemon and Digimon. There's things like um I'm gonna be doing one where I'm kind of doing a kind of like a sequel to Shaolin Showdown, which was a fantastic cartoon when I was a kid. I absolutely adored that and things like this. So between me and you, we're definitely gonna kind of broaden the horizon of the word nostalgic, which I think is actually really cool. Yeah, and that's what I wanted long term for the channel, anyways. Was and as I explained to Mark, because Mark was having a hard time coming up with an idea for it. It does not have to be a cartoon. It doesn't have to be an anime. I'm doing book series. It can be a TV show. It, it, Whatever makes you nostalgic, you personally, that's what I want on this channel. Well, yeah, because like you said, you you, know, you mentioned book. You, you've got Animorphs. And to tell the absolute truth, I've actually been kind of like racking my brain of, well, you know, there's actually a few book series I'm a huge fan of. And um, I've actually been kind of like dabbling in the idea of maybe doing some stories where I'm actually taking books and writing fanfiction on them because the fanfictions that I do are TV shows, video games, you know, obviously a lot of my, like Willie's already mentioned, a lot of my stuff is OC related. But I haven't touched books yet. That's the one thing I haven't done. None of none of my fan fictions come off just books. And as a kid, I was a bookworm like no tomorrow. Uh, all <laughs> thanks, all thanks to my brother. Um, and there are some really good set of books out there that I've definitely in the past written or came up with an idea of like, well, what if this happened? Or maybe I can make an own character. And yeah, I'm definitely at some point I'm going to delve into the world of the books that I've read and the book collections I've gotten. I'm definitely going to start, I think, bringing out some more fan fictions that focus on books only. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Well, see, there is where me and you differ. I hated books growing up. <laughs> but I am, but I'm dyslexic, so reading was not easy for me. Yeah, fair. Um, so I hated books growing up. I did not want anything to do with books if I could avoid it. <laughs> Comics, okay. Books, not so much. And then audiobooks, you know, became a popular thing now, and I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> I have so many audiobooks right now, it's not even funny. Well, it's like, for me, it was a case of, um... I didn't have any friends growing up. That's just the truth. I was bullied a lot. I, I you know, we moved house several times, so like, I didn't really get a chance to like build bridges or anything. And I kind of grew up in the household where I, you know, was only allowed to play the console if, like, you know, I did my chores. Um, and you know, I wasn't allowed to be on the console for hours on end. I wasn't allowed to watch TV until a certain time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So when I sat there wanting to like write stories and draw things and stuff like that, when books came around and I, you know, was reading a lot, I, I kind of, it was almost like I had some form of connection with someone who also was in the same plane as me because these were fantastic stories written by people and I delved into more things and as I grew up the books also kind of grew up with me so like they came more mature and you know I found better series to read and things and yeah I kind of just I, I don't think I've picked up a solid book and read it for a couple of years now but life just kind of gets in the way you know mm -hmm. children etc etc <laughs> you know but I have some fantastic memories and like there are some several good book series I could recommend people. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to delve into the fan fiction side of things on that one. Right. Um, yeah, like you said, we're dads. Me, you, Mark, we're dads. We, yep. we know life gets in the way. Um, I think that's part of why I like doing what I'm doing because, and you could attest to this probably too, is later down the line, our kids can listen to this and be like, yeah, that was dad. Yep, that, you know? that's absolutely right. Um, or, you know, our grandkids. That was, yeah, my grandpa came out with that. Yep. Um, so, okay, we got a little serious there for a minute, Ty. We got to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you brought up the kids. Um, you've actually uh, used your children in several of your stories, haven't you? Yeah. Um, um, so, do you want to, like, kind of explain that one? So, like you, I, like I said, I've been writing forever. But after having kids, I really wanted to write something for them. Um, they're in Shadowhunters, and they are the Power Rangers Cyberforce. That was the big one that started me writing them into things, was I wanted to give them, because they were all Power Ranger fans. They might not admit it now, but they were all Power Ranger fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I... People, stop messaging me. <laughs> you know, I keep checking my phone and the dad squad keeps going off. I'm like, boys, we can't chime in right now. We're busy. But uh, I wanted to write a story that was Power Ranger related for them. And, oh, it, it has morphed so many different times. Because at one point, Angelique was actually the Red Ranger because I wanted a female Red Ranger. Yep. Uh... I think I even made Xander the leader at one point. Actually, no, that's not true. Xander has never been a leader in any of my stories until Shadowhunters. That was the first time I made him an official leader. Oh, wow. And I made your son the leader of a team before you did. No. A Power Ranger team? A Power Ranger team? A Power Ranger team? Yeah, huh? Fair, fair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's kind of a leader because he's part of Future Foundation, but he's. Uh, no, he now is in Future Generations, which he's the leader of. Yes, but he was originally part of... Uh, I'm trying to win here. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. So, um, that's how Cyberforce was born. Literally, was just, I wanted to write something for my kids, and I have four kids, so I basically have half a team. Yep. <laughs> Not counting Kylie, which... You have honored me by making her a ranger. Yeah, she's a, an Apex ranger. So, uh, yeah, I, I just needed two other characters, and I felt like Justin never got his due, because the kid was brilliant. It just was written poorly. Yep. <laughs> so I brought him back, and then I just made up a, another character, and somehow I made her Kim's cousin. I don't remember what the idea behind that was. It was just, yeah, I'm going to make you Kim's cousin. So, yeah, when it comes to the kids, uh, I've put Logan, my son Logan, he's in a lot of my stories. Uh, he's a big part of Future Foundation. Um, he's, like, pretty, I think he's almost everywhere by this point. Um, actually, funny enough, on my Mysterious Origins uh, YouTube channel, which is my Tiger Tales dedicated to my original stuff, so, like, Willie has the order, I have my own stories there. I've actually come up with a story where it's me and Logan, um, in the same universe as my main original story, so they'll become mysteries at some point. Um, but like, it's me and Logan, and Logan's gonna be about 10, 11, and then I'm gonna be his dad, and we, I've come up with like, a really cool way of kind of making us kind of badass, um, which will mostly come out in March, I think. 
Uh, yeah, no, yeah, it starts in March because Logan's birthday is in March, so that's when the story will start. But I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah, I've I've also used Xander, uh, like I mentioned, Xander's in a lot. Uh, <laughs> a lot, yeah, Xander's. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, but I'm friends with Xander though. You know, I, yeah. I, me, me, and me and Xander talk often now. Um, you know, I think Xander's awesome. He's Trust always me, been. Because <laughs> I'm always hearing about you talking to him about his Zelda project. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've, yes, I've helped him. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've, I've helped him with that, and you know, we've, we've been talking, and you know, there's plans of me kind of joining his universe nine one nine now and things. Um, and you know, I, I think he's a cool kid. You know, I think he's awesome. And so, yeah, Xander's in Future Foundation. Um, he's also in a couple of other things, and then obviously Mark. Um, we kind of nicknamed his daughter Minnie the Cornish Ranger because he's the Red Cornish Ranger. So I took the name Minnie and I literally made the character's name Minnie, but it's based off Mark's daughter. And so, yeah, I've kind of done quite a few things with everyone's children at this point. Um, and then Jared's kids are also going to be kind of represented in some way or another. Um, his son is going to be represented oh. in uh, Ventral Vanguard. Um, that me. I need to get his name because uh, his kids' names because I'm putting all of our kids in ongoing mission they're yeah, gonna be on rita's uh ship rita's character gonna have her own ship and they're gonna be on it including logan minnie's already on the nova so she can't be on the star dancer i think it's but, star dancer. <laughs> uh so yeah jared's actually voicing uh the character that's based off his son and then with my if you give a dad a fill in the blank because each chapter is different where it's jared actually reading it uh his kids are in that as well um, but yeah, I, I plan on, I kind of like, I kind of, I try, and I know you do the same thing, we've tried to like represent a lot of our friends and stuff, um, you know, we got Billy and Jim represented in some way or another, I have him, Magnus and Megaforce, they're in your Skyforce, um, I've they also- Skyforce was made because of them. Yeah, I've literally got everyone in the Zero to Hero community in my Walking Dead storyline, literally all of us and our children literally make the, the town- that everyone lives in <laughs> so mm -hmm. um so yeah let's let's dive into the big one which is uh Paradise universe 19 um which obviously it started off on um story time then you made Paradise universe 19 and it was actually your parent stories that you started uploading first wasn't it yes yep uh, um, because of Zero to hero you know most of us there were huge power ranger nerds so yes. Um, so yeah, let's let's dive into that. Let's start off with Ultra Rangers. I think that's a very important very one. First one. <laughs> yeah. So, what is Ultra Rangers? All right. I'm no help. No, no, nothing because of me, by the way. Yeah. No. No. Nothing at all because of you on that mess. Um, Ultra Rangers is basically again a continuation of the original Power Rangers, the original six: Jason, Zach, Billy, Kim, Trini, Tommy. Did I miss anybody? Zach? No? I said everybody. <laughs> yeah. They all have uh, new powers, um, more powerful powers. Thanks to somebody, we came up with the idea of a whole new grid. Uh, <laughs> and, um, but that one was created because I wanted to bring them back. The original six are my favorite. MMPR is my series. It's the one that got me hooked on Power Rangers. I wanted to bring them back, but I wanted to make them more powerful than just any old Power Ranger. So, hence, the Ultra Rangers and the Ultra Grid. Um, and then, again, I have to have couples, so I had to create two more Rangers. And I had to find a way to make them 
apply to the Ranger rules that somebody in this darn interview came up with, or helped me come up with. (laughs) (laughs) And hence Haley and uh, Cece were born. So there are eight Ultra Rangers in the main story, but there's actually ten. And I will let Ty explain the other two. Uh, yeah, so the other two are Adam, he comes back and becomes an Ultra Ranger, but with Adam, um, he goes to Power Foundation, which takes place in Universe 113, that's where, like, his story kind of starts off with, and so, yeah, he does help out the Ultra Rangers whenever Willy wants him there, but he also goes back to Universe 113, because he's kind of like their mentor, in a sense, he kind of is their, uh, peace of mind, he's there, kind of like common ground when they need it, because they're all still, you know, Future Foundation plays off the teenagers of attitude sort of like trope. So they're all teenagers, they're all still learning. Uh, so Adam's there, foreground. And then Aisha came back and became an Ultra Ranger. And uh, with Aisha, she's off in a very secret, uh, closed off dimension. And she's training a multiversal group of Rangers who are basically a fail safe just in case things go bad. Nope. I, I think I explained that the best way I could. Well, you did. You know, they left it vague enough for people to go listen. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Power Ranger Cyber Force came after that. Yep. Which is also what you said. It's about your kids. That one. We we uh, we created that. I created that team for my kids. And then I was honored by my friend asking to create a team for his channel, um, which would be Cyber Force V two. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad you brought that up, because I was hoping that we could talk about that as well. So, um, yeah, um, I've said this before, the whole reason why I thought of uploading stories in the first place was because of you. And uh, the the story that got me hooked onto your stuff was actually Cyberforce. I absolutely love the fact that you're kids. I think it's fantastic. I love the idea. I'm a huge fan of uh, Digimon and things like this. I love, I love it when um, we take the idea of something as simple as the digital aspect we make into something like a world and you did that and you're you've also tied it into something else because their mentor is it from parents dino thunder mm-hmm. yeah you know, it's the a woman behind the chair you know in the computer chair and she's still the woman in the computer chair but you know she's now the mentor and again I, the way that you connect it was just fantastic i absolutely loved it and then me you know me the three ranger bros have a saying that my, my mind can run a mile a minute because I can, I can just get an idea and I can spread it across ten thousand pages, like ten miles a minute. Yeah, exactly. And so I came up with an idea. I was like, "Yeah, but what if they lost? Like, holy crap! What if, what if, what if the bad guy Stingnet actually won? Like, holy crap!" So within an hour, I think I came up with this idea. I presented it to you, and I wanted it to do it because you know you're the reason why I'm uploading stories. You're you're the sole purpose, and I wanted it kind of like honor you in a sense. And it started off, and if you actually go back and listen to the first, you know, eight to ten chapters or something, I actually started by saying it's a fan fiction of a fan fiction because that's yeah. what it was. I actually flipped the universe. It's Universe ninety one, which if you flip back, it's Universe nineteen. So I even flipped the universe number and stuff, and then. Over the course of the last year, it's no longer a fan fiction of a fan fiction because by story, you know, canon, they're actually linked now. And uh, as I'm going to sound like a proper fanboy here for, for just 10 seconds, uh, but the fact that my story, which I started because I'm a huge fan of your story, which are now connected, just blows my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, but when you came at me with the idea, I was like, because. 
uh, I remember I was talking to Rita about it, and it's like, he wants to write a story about Cyberforce. And she's like, okay, what's wrong with that? And I was like, nothing. I just, I don't understand. It's just a story. It's not that good. And you're over here fanning over it. I'm like, okay, I'm confused. Because that was the first time I really had a reaction like that. And because, again, as you know, we're YouTubers, we're podcasters, we don't really get to see the reaction people have. You know, they might leave a comment, most don't, but you don't get to see the reaction. And to just see your passion about uh, Cyberforce, I was like, wow, okay, I'm a little taken back. So, um, but then I was like, oh, wait, I have these three characters that I never used. I originally designed them for Cyberforce, but then I scrapped them. And I was like, here, use these. Which uh, got turned into uh, seasonal bad guys <laughs> for a little while, but they're part of the team now. But, yeah, and I just love the story. So when we, as you continued it, I was like, let's just make it one thing. And, I mean, before that, we had already started linking all our stories, so it just made sense. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. And yeah, the, the, the great thing is, is I'm not going to say how they're linked, because I'll let people go listen, but the way that they're linked, it allows us both to write our own stories, but then also at any point we can just go, yeah, I kind of need Xander of Universe 19 in this chapter. Eh, why not? <laughs> oh, you can, you can sit there and go, uh, I need Ace. I definitely think with, um, we both have un- Wordenly said that the end is going to be this major collab. Yep. <laughs> the way they're connected, it has to. Yep. The way the way that it end because the way they're connected, yeah, it have to be like just one big thing. Um, but it's it's just I just love the way that we did it, and you know, I think that's another reason why like the misfits kind of also exist as well is because I was such a good like big fan of the order and I was like well that is your original story I'm not gonna touch that but I thought maybe I could like just have a little slither somewhere else and that's where the misfits kind of came from <laughs> um we didn't touch on it when we talked about the order but that just reminded me I wouldn't have started posting the order if it wasn't for you because you started posting your original story first yes I did yeah and I was like you know what he's doing it okay I, I can have the confidence to put my original stuff out there. Yeah, um, I'm actually looking forward to this year, because um, in February, uh, I have two chapters of my book coming out uh, on Mysterious Origins, and then in March, I'm kind of, like, branching off with this new father-son storyline. In April, I have one big one-off story, which takes place in the same universe as well, so I'm really looking forward to diving into more original stuff uh, this yeah. year. Uh, uh, that, that'd be cool. March's chapter, you have not heard yet, because I originally, last year, I had only got one, two, and three out. Yeah. So, this is, from here on out, it's going to be all new for everybody. Yep, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, with, with Parent Universe 19, uh, you've got um, Ultra Rangers and Cyberforce, and then you've got Skyforce, which <laughs> is a bit different to the other storylines. Um, yeah. In the sense of, actually, I'll let you explain, what, why is Skyforce different to the others? Skyforce was created because I wanted to introduce every member of the um, Zero to Hero leadership, I guess you can call it, yeah. as a hero. 
Um, now, granted, I wrote this before you had joined us as a, one of the leaders. Um, and I had this old, old Power Ranger story tucked away in a corner that was based off of Jetman from Super Sentai. And I was like, huh, let me work these guys in. So literally, Jim and Billy from Seattle Hero, Ben the Baker Ranger, and the late, great Sam yes. became Rangers because I wanted to put them in a story. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool. Um, and see, again, uh, bringing up the whole, you know, people slamming fan fiction, all that crap. You know, we get to do things that people want. There are so many Super Sentai seasons that haven't been adapted to Power Rangers. And everyone's like, yeah, but, you know, they could have done this. They could have done that. They're never going to. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, there's someone over here literally adapting Jetman. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and what me and you do, because we'll talk about uh, the non-Ranger shows, I'm sure, here in just a second. Yep. Um... We're taking just the concept. We're not taking exactly what happens. Yes. So we're using the powers, yes, but not exactly how they use them. Not exactly. And now I've got to the point where I'm not even using the monsters anymore. Because you've inspired me to, you know, make my own monsters. <laughs> Since that fight we had a while back. That, <laughs> whew, that was a doozy. I think that was the first time me and you ever fought like that. So just just to broaden light on that, um, me and William only fought once properly, and I th <laughs> I I, I, I I'm, I'm safe to say, would you agree with me? We only actually fought once. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so again, like Willie said, I like making OCs, and uh, I, I'll bring up global properly in just after in a little bit, but. I came to it and I was like, dude, I need to make me a monster. I need you to make me a monster. Or just, you don't even have to make me a monster. Just give me a concept and I'll make the monster. And Willie does not like making monsters. Well, as of then, he didn't like making yeah. monsters. So he was like, well, can I pick a monster or exist? And I said, no, because I want it to be original. And again, I'll, we'll bring that up why in just a little bit. And uh, yeah, me and Willie ended up arguing for, for a day. And uh, yeah, it was actually the first time and uh, hopefully the last time that me and him actually like, butted head from Mark had literally the brother in the middle <laughs> legit he was the middle man he actually i know for a fact he mentions the power of us going boys just shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah, calm it man like, seriously like, okay we can just shake hands and get it over with yeah but <laughs> i think that argument looking back at it now it was more not directed at you it was more directed at myself because yeah. i had to step out of my comfort zone yeah I can say on my on my side. I don't know about on your side, but on my side, looking back at it now, I can say it was because I didn't want to step out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> think like that. <laughs> but I think when it comes to like that, I wanted. I knew that it was like out of your comfort zone, but. I think where I was coming from was a case of you've made me sole writer of that project, which again we'll bring up in a minute. And it was like, well, if you want me to sole writer, that's what that you've put someone who makes OCs, you've put someone who makes their own monsters, you've put someone who's really good at working with this sort of crap, and then you're not letting me use my arsenal. <laughs> that's what it felt like. And then obviously, you know, like you just said, you're making your own monsters now and you're, you're delving into that sort of stuff. And your Ultra Rangers uh, New Year's chapter. 
um the monster and that was really fucking cool i really enjoyed that one that was really dope and you know you are good at it and this is the thing i know you're good at this sort of stuff i've listened to what you've done you know me and you work together on some projects and stuff like this. i know you're good at this hell you're the reason why i'm doing this and so i was like yeah man get your fuck i don't fucking care <laughs> i don't care you're doing it damn it but no it was it was uh, like you said though it was the biggest fight we've had so far <laughs> and hopefully never more no more but, uh, and then, um, do you want to go into the non-rangers now? Uh, yeah, is that all three? Yeah, that's all three, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, do you want to, oh, do you want to... I haven't, uh, introduced the next set of rangers yet. I mean, if you want to um, talk about them, we can, because we've seen them, thanks to you, but I haven't well, really Well, it's, them. it's your Paranjus Universe 19. Would you like to bring up the, the, the team of rangers you plan on introducing or would you rather not and we leave that for you to bring out when you bring it up i'm fine with it because i need to i need to get it out there i need to make it i just been okay. <laughs> then so, on, please introduce your fourth team the the team we're talking about um we you've actually if you've listened to our podcast and his youtube channel you've actually heard it in the ultra ranger special wasn't it um yeah you did a three the three-part Ultra Ranger special. Yeah, so Willie wanted to do a three-part um, Ultra Ranger special, and he wanted Mark and me to write a chapter. I'm very good at fight scenes, apparently. Everyone keeps on telling me I'm very good at fight scenes. So yeah, Willie yeah, kind of dubbed me the, look, there's a big fight scene, Ty, you write it. And then Mark had to do the aftermath. Mark had to do the, holy crap, what the fuck just happened sort of chapter. Um, yeah, and so um, in the in the big fight, it, it's I'm not going to get into too much detail, go listen to it, but yeah, I kind of, everyone kind of gets involved, and I introduce this team of rangers, which Willie will explain now, um, because it's connected to Universe 19. So, um, uh, the team that he's talking about, it actually takes place in the future. It's um, New Angel Grove, and um, this group of monster gangsters, and if you're a Sentai fan listening to this, this might start to sound familiar have stolen these items and, well, will steal these items from another universe because we've actually tied it into Mark's universe now. And my team is going to be the one that has to go and save them by stealing things back, um, which consists of Kai Scott, which will be the son of Jason Lee Scott and Haley Tonbow, my red and green Ultra Ranger. Noah Taylor, which will be the son of Zach Taylor and CeCe Court, my black and silver Ultra Ranger. Uh, Miho Cranston, is that how they pronounce her name? The Yellow Ranger daughter's name? Because I just took her name. <laughs> is it Miho? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Mark ties over there like, what? <laughs> um, which obviously is going to be the daughter of Billy and Trainee, my blue and yellow Ultra Ranger. And then we will have Jackie June Oliver, JJ, which is going to be Kim and Tommy's daughter. And they're going to become Power Rangers that are dubbed as thieves. Hence, the title of the show is going to be The Power Rangers Lupin. Yes, which is so. obviously adapted from... Um... Lupin versus what's it called? I have no clue. I was going to say yeah, but he's adapting the one half of the the Super Sentai where you got two teams fighting each other, the thieves and the officers. Um, yeah, which is actually very unique because you're not adapting both of them; you're only adapting one, which is like kind of cool because like again, you won't have a lot to actually adapt. It's very much like 
Mighty Morphin trying to bring in the White Power Ranger, but it's part of the MMPR team, even though the White Ranger's from a different Sentai. You're going to have to do some stuff like that because, you know, yeah, you can take monsters from it if you wanted to, but you're also missing a big chunk of the Officer Rangers, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, it'd be very unique and different to Super Sentai, which I'm going to like. Um, but yeah, I brought them in. Uh, I, I mean, you spoke about the big fight, and um, we wanted it to be kind of like not in the future but it is kind of it's a very like it's not really set in any particular pinpointed time so i could bring them from the future and they jump in they help and it was a tease to um the Lupin ranger series that willie will start and um yeah, and again true. and again you've inspired me to adapt to super sentai and i've been kind of racking my head of what teams to adapt and everything. i've kind of got plans for two um which i'm kind of playing around with so one of them the cubed one uh yes the i don't know i don't actually know what the hell it's called i keep forgetting but it's the one where you've got a human red ranger and then the other four animals from a beast world and their morphers are the little cube things that they got to turn and the reason why i want to adapt that one more than anything is i love the sixth ranger i love the way he looks i think he looks so dope um, I think the Zords are a bit wacky looking, but I can play around with that. It's fine. Um, oh, yeah. But I just wanted I want to adapt that. I thought it would be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, no, and I think with Lupin Rangers, I'm going to do it a lot more similar to what you do, is where, yes, I have their powers, I have their morphers, and I have the big bad, which is the gangster crew. Yep. But everything else is going to pretty much be original from there on out. So, My own monsters, that kind of yep. thing. So, so as we're talking about adapting stuff, let's dive into the other thing that you can find on Paradise Universe 19, and that's Kamen Riders. Kamen Rider! <laughs> so, um, how did you start adapting Kamen Riders? Well, I was a fan of the um, old Kamen Rider Dragon, I think it was called. Yeah. Um, I was a huge fan of that, and I thought that was so cool. Wasn't a huge fan of Mass Rider. I mean, in my opinion, they could have done the story better of yes. Mass Rider. Agreed. Uh, but I was a fan of the Master Rider because he was in Power Rangers, and then I found Common Rider Dragon, and I love that. So I was like, you know what? I want to do some Common Riders, and I started watching Common Riders with subtitles, and fell in love with these three that um, we're about to talk about. Um, and I was just like, well, let's adapt them, let's bring them, and I needed characters for some of the leaders from Zero to Hero, so. Instead of them being rangers, they became common riders. Which we have common rider wizard is based off of Jacob, our Iron Avenger, and that one. I just like the story. I just think it's cool. Yeah. And I think now we're kind of out of me uh, following the storyline anymore. I think it's more adapted into just my own story since introducing in common rider beast now. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Common Rider Drive, which was based off of Tony. And again, that one's now morphed into <laughs> it's my own story. And lastly, we have Common Rider Ghost, which is, I don't know, based off of this guy named Ty. Yeah, that and, jackass. And, and his girl, uh, Nia, for some reason. I don't, mm. I don't know why I brought yeah. him out. I don't know. I think you're a fool for doing that one. Not I'm telling you, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 It was all for Nia, it wasn't for you. Oh yeah, of course. I'll, I'll let her know that after we're done. <laughs> um, but yeah, the so when it comes to adapting Kamen Riders, um, 
I, I, I thought it was actually pretty uh, a pretty good idea. I, I, I feel like if we got Kamrad adapted by mainstream, I don't think it'd be as good as some of the stuff that me and you have come up with. I'm not gonna lie, right. honestly, I think me and you actually done really well. Um, adapting. So I have um, Comrade Akiva in Universe 19. It takes place in the same universe. It actually shares the same town as Cyberforce because I'm such a fan of Cyberforce. Um, Willie said that. Kiva. Yeah, they're actually friends. Kiva, the guy who is actually Comrade Akiva, his partner in crime, uh, they're their best friends. They're actually uh, friends with the Cyberforce team. Um, and I feel like when it comes to common writers, I feel like we have more leeway with not following the actual common writer shows. You know, when, when it comes to adapting it, we can be a bit more lenient on it and stuff. I think it's easier as well to like find a way to do it. So, like for example, with Kiva, I've kept the suits. I've kept the fact that the the driver belt is like a bat thing. Uh, I kept the word Fangaya, and I kept the way they look because apparently they look. I've seen a few pictures, they look like uh, stained glass windows, like the designs of them. So I've kept that, but I've changed what Fangire means, and I've adapted the name into my own. And then I've basically just changed the whole lore of Fangire, really. But I've also kept um, a lot of the, you know, the, the, the way that Kiva fights and things. I have changed one big thing, and that's in Comrade Kiva, the actual TV show, there's a whole thing where you see events from like the 1980s or 70s or something it's way back a, a couple of years and then there's also present day i've took that away that was just too much for my brain to handle i like the way that i've done it i like the fact it's connected to uh cyber force in a certain way um and things like that and i feel like you you've kind of followed suit haven't you you've you, taken like you said you've taken aspects you know the driver belts the the way they morph or tension sorry there's a difference uh and stuff but we have kind of made our own which i think in my opinion i actually enjoy doing that sort of thing better yeah, basically with the with the three common riders I've done, yeah, I've done the same thing. I've taken the Hinchin belt and how they change, but after that, it's just kind of become free game. And like you said, I think we got more free reign with common rider because it hasn't really been done yeah. over here. We had the one show, common rider drive or dragon, excuse me, and it did okay, but it didn't do very well from what I remember. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It. I think when when it comes to Common Rider, I think Mask Rider is what kind of like shot it out of the dark. Like it was a bad move. I'm not saying it was bad because it wasn't it wasn't done uh, fantastically, but it fell in the wrong time because when Mask Rider came out, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was on a good high. You know they're adapting different Super Sentai's. And, you know the White Power Ranger was such a good character. Blah blah. blah. They did Mask Rider, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, whatever the hell that show was called. They started also doing like Beetleborgs and stuff. And yeah, they had, yeah, they had like all this stuff. I think they did too much, too quick, and that's why all of them just fell off. Because if you say to someone, yeah. "Oh, did you know?" Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a live action TV show. A lot of people go to and go, well, no, they were just in in space, and everyone's like, no, they're actually uh, they actually had a TV show. There's actually a crossover. It wasn't just they were in in space. It was actually a TV crossover, and a lot of people are like, huh? I'm like, yeah, huh? It's actually a TV show, but like, I think they did too much in a short span of time, and that's why Carmider fell. Um, sadly. I don't think we're ever going to get a full-blown adaptation of a proper Kamen Rider. But, I mean, again, I'm not complaining, because that gives me a new ability to do it. <laughs> <laughs> right, that, gives us a, 
a reason to keep doing what we're doing because people want what they want. <laughs> but there's also things like, you know, uh, Comrade Gaim, uh, I know that was a very cheesy one, but I adore Comrade Gaim suits. The fact that they use fruit and stuff is mad. I absolutely love it. It's so cheesy, but it's fantastic. And I've adapted that to Future Foundation. I've actually woven it into the lore that I've already built for the universe in such a clever way. But I've also made it so it's kind of a nod to actual Comrade Gaim by doing it as well. So, uh, like, you can do little things like that. So, I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, so, for... Out of all the Kamen Riders, I have not watched Kiva or Gaim. So, everything you do is what I know of it. So... <laughs> Well, I can't tell you if it's different or not, but I enjoy it. <laughs> um, can I just say, uh, boost my own ego here for a minute. Uh, Billy, that one of the hosts for the Zero Hero podcast, uh, he actually said he prefers my Comrade Gaim over actual Comrade Gaim. I took that, bro. I took that. I was like, oh, holy shit! I know the I know the comment you're coming uh, you're talking about, and I remember when I read it, I was like, oh, I can just see. Ty right now, he is like a cloud nine. <laughs> oh yeah, man! I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. <laughs> you can think about it too. Billy is like our unofficial reviewer. He reviews all. He like listens to all of our shows. Oh yeah, yeah. He, uh, I think Billy's that one person that when we upload something new, or like we as the writers and storytellers and person people that upload it, we know something big's gonna happen. We automatically go, uh, Billy, have you listened to this yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that today because he joined, uh, or he's in my Discord, the one that I just made. Yep. And he, <laughs> I was thinking today, I was like, huh, I haven't had any Billy reviews. I need to go talk to him. Because <laughs> quite a bit has happened lately. So I think Billy should start a thing like a blog, like Billy's blog or something, where he reviews fan fictions and like podcasts. I think that'd blow up. I think that'd be absolutely oh, awesome. That'd be amazing. Billy. We're telling you here, dude. Yeah, man, like, do it. Just, yeah. You didn't have to do it. Just, just, just do a blog. Just do it. Just write some stuff down. Just do a blog. That's fine. Just even if that's what you do. But I think even if it's just like on Facebook or something, like that'll blow up, man. Just, just critically review fan fictions, podcasts, <laughs> anything that you listen to. Just do it. I think that'd be epic. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That'd be. I, 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 I'd read that. I definitely. Yeah, would. me too. <laughs> um. So yeah, you've got. Uh, am I correct in saying you've got three Power Rangers and three Kamen Riders out, right, at the minute? Currently, yes. Uh, yes. Do you have any plans for more Kamen Riders, or are you just sticking with them three? I... I... So Jared, if you give it out of podcast, has not become a hero yet in our stories. Yes. And, well, I think he has in yours, but our, he's in somebody's. It, he he's not anything in Power Ranger. He he will be voicing a Power Ranger based off his son in Vengeful Vanguard in the next couple of chapters. But he's not. Jared is not in any of my okay. Power Ranger stuff just yet. Oh. He has he has a story of himself on Lost Stories, which is absolutely awesome. But no, he's not a Power Ranger or a Kamen yeah. Rider or anything of mine yet. So I think I need to find a Kamen Rider to make him because yeah. when it's just one person, it's easier. To do a common rider story. Yes, I agree. Because they're not big teams. Yep. Common riders are pretty much loners. There's usually one or two other people that are. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's very simple. Um, with, um, okay, so let's see. With Ghost, there's only two main 
uh, Kamen Riders with yep. Drive as only two main Kamen Riders, I believe. I think some of the mod rods get a Kamen Rider form for a short time, but for the most part, yeah, it's just Drive and uh, Mock. Yeah, and then with Wizard, um, there's pretty much the two main ones. There is, like, you know, an alternative... Um, uh, in the Kamen Rider Wizard show, there's a few people who do get a Kamen Rider belt, but they're not actual Kamen Riders. It's kind of like a... I don't even know how to explain it myself, to tell the truth, but they get, like, this Kamen Rider evil form thing that some of the side characters can do once or twice, but it's a very one-off thing. But yeah, yeah. there's two main Kamen Riders in Kamen Rider Wizard. I think Kiva's got two, but again, I'm changing that as well, because Kamen Rider X has several people... Being comrade, I don't know. I don't know if it's comrade X or comrade nine. I keep saying comrade X. I could actually, it could be comrade nine because it's IX. I could be saying it wrong, but anyway, um, I'm calling it comrade X for now. Um, in the show, there are like eight people who become comrade X, and each one of them looks different. And it's like, I am not doing that. I'm having one comrade X. I'm going to pick my favorite looking one, and that's the one I'm going with, uh, because he's going to be the polar opposite to Kiva. Kiva's job is to save the Fangar's soul and send him black to the blood realm, where X is going to destroy them. Like, his job is to get rid of them. So they're playing polar opposites on the same mission, basically. Um, so that's what I plan on doing with X. But yeah, it's, it's you know, comrade is easier, I think. Um, I also think it works really well for fight scenes. I don't know if you find that as well. It's a lot easier writing a Kamen Rider fight scene because, again, it's one versus one or two versus one, not five versus a group of thugs and a bad guy, you know? Yeah, you don't have to try to find lines for everybody. It's just like, okay, it's just these two. I don't have to make sure I comment on everybody. Yeah, I think... I don't know if you find this as well. Actually, I'll ask you that question. Do you ever find it hard to make it so characters say something? Yes. Yep. All the time. It's like, oh crud, these two have been talking a lot. What about, what are the other ones doing? <laughs> yep. So, one thing I have to remember, I've actually made a note of it on my phone. Oh, I, in, in Comrade Akiva, he has the little bat thing that is his henchin belt, and it bites him, and that's how he transforms. But it's sentient, it actually has a voice and everything. I keep forgetting it exists, unless he's actually morphing. I have to actually remember the fact that it flies, it talks, it has a voice, it actually has a personality. He's a character, technically. I just forget he exists half the time. <laughs> He's there. <laughs> like, I actually know for a fact that in the Christmas special we did of all the Khan Riders, which, again, go check that out, that's really cool, written by no one in particular, um, you, uh, I had this conversation right before they all morph, and I was like, yeah, Shinzo can't say this. I have to change it to Kamori. I had to. I literally edited the page and made it so Kamori flies out the bag and says the line instead because he didn't see anything the entire time. Regardy was there. Yeah, I completely forgot he existed, bro. Yeah, that Christmas special actually. Uh, another thing Ty is really good for guys is he he's great for plot holes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, I've, I know. I was hoping you wouldn't bring this up. Yes. Oh, good. For uh, making plot holes, uh, or fixing plot holes, because thanks to him, I don't have to figure out how to make Common Rider mech and a Common Rider in my story, because she already is! <laughs> yeah, I, I come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor William Cranston, we use that guy to death. Yeah, yeah, William gets abused, man. <laughs> <laughs> But see, this is the thing, though, and I was actually kind of hoping I could ask this question. I'll ask it now. How does it feel knowing that, 
you know, you started this off as just uploading your stories, you know, you didn't know whether they'd go anywhere or not, but now you have two people that not only you can come talk to as, like, you know, if you need something in real life or, like, you know, you can depend on, but in story writing sense, we're all connected, you know, for example, William Cranston's my character, he's a, a sentient, godlike character who's meddling in all these affairs, and William's not only helped in your story sense he's the reason why my stories exist but he's now also one of the reasons why mark has a whole thing with universe 20 how does it how does it feel knowing that what started off as you uploading stories just to see where they go has become a huge three-way just mind fuckery of a of a thing <laughs> it's the only way that i can put it <laughs> it's amazing dude to have people that you can actually bounce stuff off of or not, I mean, we don't even have to bounce stuff off of each other. Sometimes one of us will just have an idea, and then the next thing you know, the other's commenting about it. It's like, yep. wait, what? <laughs> Mark and I were doing that the other day. We were talking about something. I think it was the doctor again, and he's like, yeah, da 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 I'm like, will you get out of my head? <laughs> it's, I swear. And me and you do it all the time. Oh, yeah. I'll be thinking something. And then out of nowhere, you'll message me. I'm like, okay. It's the Parabata bond again, isn't it? <laughs> what just happened? But yeah, it's amazing just having this... I never thought I'd be part of a studio, and yet, here we are. <laughs> so yeah, let, let's let's bring that up. Um, with Three Ranger Bros Studios, me, you, and Mark the Corn Stranger, um, and uh, I, I believe the whole thing kind of started off with um, what is now Parangers Global, which is a story that is a collaborative project between us three. Uh, I'm the writer. You, you uh, Between you two, you kind of designated me the writer, which I'm fine with. It's cool. I love writing it. It's actually a blast. And we've done the whole thing where it's, you know, you've picked, you've made a whole character. Mark's obviously used Mark the Corner Ranger. I've made a whole character. It's not only a case of, look, we just have a bunch of rangers. Each ranger, other than one of them, is linked to someone else's story. Is linked to the whole multiverse between us three, and we're also playing with the whole thing of you know we've got gods, we've got different pantheons, which again I get to work with, I get to play around with. Um, I cannot wait for you guys to listen to the ending of the chapter that you've just done lines for because I've got some mind fuckery going on. Oh, which I'm, I'm not, I'm not telling. Okay, so for anyone listening, I'm. Mark and Willie do this all the time. It actually annoys the crap out of me. I'll go to them too. It's a three-way project, mind, right? It's all three of us. As the writer, I come to these two and I go, right, guys, um, you know, let's talk Zords. We've got our five Zords, but let's talk about Azuri Zords. How about this? How about this? And these two just go, yeah, whatever you want, you're the writer. That's <laughs> not the time. point. <laughs> Every time he asks a question, we're just like, you're the writer. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a joke now. So this one time, right, I haven't told him nothing. I have a plan. I have a seed, and it's become it's becoming a forest. There's a voice actor involved in everything. Oh, it's going to be a, the biggest mind fuckery of all time. And oh, William no. Mark don't fucking know. And guess what? It's a massive middle finger to the, all the times you guys have gone, but you're the right, do what you want. Well, guess what? I fucking have. <laughs> About time! Finally took the hint! <laughs> I did it! <laughs> so yeah, let's 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 calm down a minute. Breathe.
Do you ever wonder what would happen if, well, if... If you give a dad a podcast. Hello, all my beautiful people. Hey, Mom, I'm not going to college like we planned. I'm going to take a couple years off. I just gave all my college money to this uh, professional wrestling promoter. And uh, yeah, I'm going, to be a, I'm going to be a big superstar one day. I'm a, I'm a human and I'm a chiropractor. I wasn't about to call you dad, so... <laughs> I'm what you call a nerd fan. In the Monos Chronicles, the new web series that I'm working on... We inadvertently made that kid cry. We didn't mean to. I mean... <laughs> people get really mad at those videos. For some reason, I get triggered really? certain people, yeah. First tryout, made the team, made starting position. I was right guard for a little while. Hey, Jared, that's where I was going to tell you about. Here it is. It's going to be from a, a nerdy dad's point of view. You're starstruck. It's not a big deal, man. I am being starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. That's why they call it if you give a dad a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Available everywhere podcasts are found. Um, oh, Power Rangers Global, you started this. This is actually you that started Power Rangers Global. Um, how did how did Power Rangers Global start, Willie? Power Rangers Global was born out of me wanting to add Mark's Ranger character to a story. Yes. Um, uh, I met Mark through, like I said, Eternal Ranger, through Zero to Hero. We became friends, and I wanted to add the Red Cornish Ranger into my storylines. I wanted to bring him in, and from that, his whole backstory just kind of melded, and then you got involved. Um, there was actually four of us at that time. We won't talk about the <coughs> 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 Sorry, there's suddenly a bug in my throat. <coughs> right? <laughs> a little nuisance, a little gnat. Uh, and you got involved, and we just created this world where Mark's character could become a leader. Yep. Heck, Mark didn't even have a backstory until we got involved. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> he had somewhat of a backstory because he had how he got his powers, but <laughs> yeah, everything else we kind of fucked Mark over. Well, see, I feel bad. I feel bad for the Mark character, not Mark the person. I can care less. Um, but Mark the character, I feel bad, man, because my William character has fucked that dude over in, 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 in all ways, man. You. Between me and you, we have messed with Mark from Universe 20 <laughs> so damn bad. Like, honestly, the ending to Mark's whole story should just be a therapy session. Right? Because that's what the man fucking deserves. <laughs> I mean, I kill off his team. Um, yeah, you've killed off his team. Um, I've I've been the reason why Mark lost his whole family, his whole universe, oh, several times. <laughs> yeah, um, you know... <laughs> It's, it's, it's a, it's a mindful. But this is the thing. One of the reasons why I adore YouTube so much is because, you know, I made this one character. And the reason, I'll just explain this for everyone listening. The, the William character is linked to my original story that you'll find on Mysterious Origins. And there's other characters in my stories which are all linked together. Mr. Pocket from my Marvel and DC storylines are all connected. There's a whole backstory going on. And the second that Willie found out that, 
you know, what William can do, what he's capable of, why he's <laughs> doing it. Well, he was like, well, why don't I just get involved? Why can't he, like, meddle my shit too? I was like, well, okay, sure. And, like, there's certain little things that have happened in Willie's storyline because of William. And then Mark also caught on, and Mark was like, well, maybe we could do the similar thing. And, you know, now it's a, literally the case, and this has actually happened, where Mark and Willie have both come to me, and they have said, Ty, we need something to happen. Fill in the blank here. And um, I can't think, can we just make it William that does it? And I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. Cyber Force Swords. <laughs> Literally, I was about to bring that up. Cyber Force. So, two of the Rangers needed Zords. William. <laughs> you know, <laughs> things you'd have them. William. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's literally a simple case. And I've managed then to work it around why William does it and things. It's fantastic. Um, and, like, now, um, in February, you'll also learn that Mr. Pocket also has done some major fuckery as well, which has affected Global, uh, which isn't related to Mr. Pocket has also affected uh, your Sword Online storyline that's also now been connected to and so yeah, I I'm able to just, like you know, Willie said my, my mind can run 10 miles a minute and yeah, I can, I've managed to work with everything together, it's insane The key to understand about anything produced by the Three Ranger Bros Studios is it's all connected yes, Some way, shape, or form, it will all be connected yep. <laughs> Like, okay, um, can we just bring up Ace for a second? Oh, good lord. <laughs> you mean the character that's everywhere? <laughs> yeah, so I have a storyline called The Color Matrix, and the idea of The Color Matrix was, think of Sword Art Online, James Cameron's Avatar, The Matrix, where someone is being plugged into a machine, and then your consciousness is put into another being. I wanted to do that storyline, but multiversal. So that is the story. Each chapter, Ace gets plugged into the uh, Color Matrix, and he goes into himself... He hijacks his own body, but in a different universe. I said to Willie and Mark, hey, could I just, like, you know, do one story in one of your stories? Yeah, here's Willie, who has literally put Ace in everything. I have. He is in every world. Legit. I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, that's but nuts. That's kind of an, can be kind of an Easter egg, too, for our listeners that, like, wait a minute. Isn't that? The character from there? <laughs> yep. Yeah, literally Ace is in now now officially in all things. But I also gonna have fun with it because Mark's now starting stuff with uh Royal Britannia, which Ace now is a twink like sprinkled in as well, and things like this, and yeah, it's it's complete absolute madness. And I think anyone who's listening to this podcast has listened to me and Mark talk. Uh, if they've ever listened to like, you know, you talking on Sea of the Hero or if you give a dad a podcast and stuff. Just know that Willie, Mark, and myself, our stories are all interwoven somehow. You know, we're always bouncing on, uh, you know, ideas off each other. Any point of the day, we can just talk to each other and go, "Dudes, I have a plan. I need to do this." <laughs> you know, and yeah. it it is it is absolutely insane. <laughs> it took you. It took us what, like five, ten minutes to come up with all the new Zords we're gonna get. So, yeah, um, again, going back to Global, uh, I'm the writer, so I've been given, um, I made up my own Ranger, um, and then Willie made a Ranger, Mark, obviously we had Red Corner Ranger, and then Willie's son Xander wanted to be, uh, how did Xander come to be involved, actually, that's the question. Um, I was talking to him about Global, you know, what was going on with everything in Global, and he's like, oh, that would be really cool to do, uh, what if you had, like, a Viking Ranger, and I was like, Go talk to Ty. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, literally how that was made. So each ranger is also themed. So Mark being the red Cornish ranger, he's a Cornish ranger. My character is based off um, Egypt. Uh, so his uh, ranger is based off Ra. Um, like we just said, Xander's ranger is a, a, a Viking. Again, another voice actress, which is Rita, when his wife is a, a samurai ranger, but Japanese themed, but she's based off a samurai. And then your rangers based based off Celtic uh, warriors, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. And uh, yeah, I, I'm given these five characters. I can, I can, I'm writing this story where gods are the villains, but not all of them want to be there. Some of them being forced. Which is great. I love a little that. bit, real quick, quick that he was given those five characters plus a minor villain, and he's created this whole world. So let's let's not downplay it any. You had a a little bit to work with. I mean, <laughs> I try. Okay. <laughs> Literally, the only villain we had in mind at the time was Nephis, and you came up with this massive other storyline that played in perfectly. Yeah, I try. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I thought of uh, uh, it wasn't it between me and you that we came up with the Loki idea. I think so. I think we and you were talking about it, and it came up with you know Loki being Loki. <laughs> yeah, uh, which again, um, uh, you uh, when a Pacific Marvel story comes out with Loki in the title. Uh, on my Tiger Tales channel, everyone's gonna... I think Billy's gonna lose his mind. Um, <laughs> what, you told me about it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of our stories are connected. Um, so yeah, Willie has a lot of stories all over the place. Um, when it comes to stories coming out, you've mentioned a couple for some things. Are there any... Um, are there any storylines you've wanted to put out, but you thought, nah, maybe I shouldn't? Or is there any stories on the back burner which you really want to get to, but it just hasn't come to light yet? Not really that I can think of off the top of my head now that you asked me. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Put me on the spot and all that. Oh, that's what's well, up. Well, you are the host. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say there is. Well, I would love to bring Fairy Tale back. Yes. I, I miss doing fairy tale. So I would love to maybe bring it back to either story time or nostalgia time with a small group of voice actors this time, not a massive group like we did last time. So um, when you say little, are we talking like, you know, like you said, for nostalgia time, you've got, you know, each, each story kind of just has like two to three. Are you talking like that sort of small? Well, I would love to see a voice actor for each of the main characters. So, Natsu, Grey, Lucy, Urza, Happy, Wendy, and Carla, at least. Um, and then we could all fill in elsewhere, or I could use the AI voice thing again. Yeah. But, I'm looking at my list of cosplay characters, because that's usually where my stories come from, and... No, all the other ones are pretty much covered other than Beetlejuice and Marty McFly and uh, Light. Oh, a Death Note story would be kind of cool. That would be cool, but I, I couldn't write it. it, it I, I love... Well, I don't have one for Shiki or Asta either, but... I don't know if I could come up with ideas for 
Eden Zero or Black Clover. <laughs> I do have one for Soul. It was a one-off that I did a while back. I think I posted it. Didn't um, I? Is that do you mean Soul of from Soul Leader? Yes. Yeah, you uploaded that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I thought I did that one-off where Maka meets Soul's brother. Did you ever like? So I'm a I'm a big fan of one-off stories. I've done some of them. I do plan on doing a few more. Do you ever like have ideas that could be one-off stories? I've never actually thought about it. To be honest with you, it uh, even that one story for so uh, for Soul Eater was going to be a whole series. So I've never actually thought and stopped stopped and thought about just one-offs until you know you and Mark start talking about them. Then I'm like, huh. Maybe I could come up with something for some of these characters that are just one-offs. Because I think it would work well, and you could easily put either, if it's nostalgic, you can go on nostalgia time, or if not, they can do it on story time. I think one-offs work really well for some things. Not everything needs to be a massive, huge, like, holy crap, it's like a series type thing. And this is why I have stuff like um, the Entities of Evil, which each chapter is a different character in the multiverse all different types of things that are all bad guys and it started off with me wanting to do a red ranger going around killing red rangers and i wanted to do it i'm like yeah but i don't want to sit here writing chapter upon chapter it's all just gonna be mundane and boring but i was like, hang on i can just do a one-off story i can kill like five rangers in one story which i did i think it's five and i um which again i also credited to mark i made a link to your stories as well i kind of did a spin-off sky force as well as that so i, I was able to link it to everything else and yeah, it just became a one-off story. Mm -hmm. I, I've never given it any hard thought, but now I kind of want to. <laughs> I want to sit back and think and be like, can I come up with a one-off for Asta, for Shiki, for Light, you know? I don't know about Light, because Death Note's pretty dark, and if you listen to most of my stuff, it's not that dark. I, I, th I think you should. I think that'd be cool if you delved in. Because you could even do things like, for example, but like, if you ever had an idea for Ultra Rangers, but it wouldn't work now because you've done this, that, and the other, you could do a one-off. And you could even say, this does not take place in Universe 19. You know, this is just a spin-off one-off of Ultra Rangers and do a one-off story. Yeah. It's definitely something I need to consider, and I will consider now that you've brought it up. And there you go, guys, as a perfect rendition of our normal conversation, just minimized to two minutes. <laughs> Literally how it goes. <laughs> so I wanted to bring up voice actors. Um, you've delved in voice actors quite a bit. You have quite a repertoire of voice actors, you know, working with you. What kind of brought up the voice actor? Because you're the first one who did it. You're the reason I have voice actors. Um, what kind of made you want to have people involved? Oddly enough, listening to Power Rangers, the audio drama. I was like, I love how they were able to write the story and had different voices so you didn't have to keep going, Jason says, or Trini says. You People recognize, okay, well, that's Jason's voice, that's Trini's voice. And I was like, huh, could I write stories where people will go, oh, okay, that's Luffy's voice, that's Nami's voice. Um, and at the time, I was going to do Fairy Tale. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw it out there, see if I can get voice actors. And I did get a good group of people. It just got to be overwhelming is why I couldn't keep going. Mm. Just life got in the way, and you know how that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So when it comes to, again, I'm going to flip the question here. When it comes to voice acting, you know, your voice actor for Mark, your voice actor for me, you do quite a few different roles as well. What's it like actually having people come to you and go, dude, I, I want you to voice my character? Again, it's mind-blowing. It's like, wow, you want my voice? You want to use me? Like, and not to downplay you asking me, but, you know, that I kind of expect, because you're my bro. You're my brother from across the pond. But, like, recently, um, A-Crown asked me, and I'm like, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was the same. A-Crown asked me, I was like, whoa, hang on a minute, you want me to voice it? <laughs> Are you sure? Right? <laughs> I know, we sound like Jared right now, because Jared's just like, you sure you want my voice? It's like, yes, Jared, <laughs> that's why I ask you. Yeah, J Jared's one. He keeps being surprised when I when I said to him that I want you in like uh, DC and he uh, wanted to do Dark Side. I was like, do it. He gave me a couple lines. I think all I do to his voice, I just make it sound pitch wise, is a little deeper, just ever so slightly, and it sounds phenomenal. I cannot wait to get back into doing more Dark Side stuff. And I keep saying to him, dude, you're phenomenal as Dark Side. Mm -hmm. He keeps like being flabbergasted. I'm like, no, dude, stop. Like you are phenomenal as my Dark. I'm so glad I got him as Dark Side. It was really cool. Yeah, I say the same thing to him all the time because he's my Lotor uh, for Voltron. He's going to be my villain for Sailor Moon E now. He's going to be the main villain because I asked him to take that over. And he's Frankie for One Piece. And he, I remember he came to me about One Piece and he's like, I've never seen this, so I hope this is good. I was like, dude, you nailed Frankie. <laughs> See, the you, you, you bring. You, you you just mentioned the fact that Jared's, like, several bad guys. He's also my villain. Jared, if you're listening to this, you're just a jackass in general, apparently. <laughs> He's only a good guy in one story for me, and that's Frankie. And he hasn't really got much action yet. Damn, Jared. Like, that says something. <laughs> yeah, but now you got Billy rolling some lines for you, too. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I've got, um... I know, I know that, like, you know, when it comes to Jim and Billy, they've done a few things for, like, Mark and stuff. And don't they also record, like, um, little things for Skyforce as well when it comes to, like, their podcast? You've made it, like, canon. Yeah. I, so Jim and Billy have a podcast in the Star... Uh, Skyforce? Starforce? Wow. <laughs> in the Skyforce universe. So I have asked them to, hey, record a little intro here and a little outro that revolves around the story. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, Billy, Billy put up on like the Zero to Hero Discord, and they said, "Look, you know, uh, we wanna, I wanna do some voice sounding kind of cool." Mark then piped up and went, "Oh, I could find you something." I went, "Billy, mate, I got you." <laughs> so I talked to him. We the whole character was his idea. Really, I gave him, I told him that he kind of needed to be a sixth ranger or an auxiliary ranger. I kind of gave him that limit. He picked Gold Samurai. I was like, "Yep, yeah, cool." And then between me and him, he came up most of the idea and the name. Uh, his name backwards, I thought was kind of clever. Um, and... oh, was that what did? I didn't know. Okay, that. I actually mispronounced it. Okay, so I keep saying Elib for long, and I, I will correct myself in the second chapter. Uh, the next chapter he's in, it's Elib, and it's it's his ba it's Billy backwards. Um, and I well, thought that's that actually sense. very. I thought I was, it was very clever. When I was listening to it the other day, I was like. Did Billy just say the name wrong? <laughs> well, no, I, I, I've actually, been, I'm actually going to say in the next chapter, uh, author's note. I apologise. You know, I, I pronounced the name wrong. It's actually a leap. From now on, it'll be a leap. I do apologise. <laughs> but um, yeah, like he did a really good job. Um, he actually gave me like several takes of some of the lines. Um, and I actually look forward to writing the character more. I, I do. I don't know how other people feel about it, but 
I find the idea, not exactly the execution, but the idea of the gold Dino Charge and the blue Dino Charge characters very interesting. The fact that they come from a different time and they're forced into our time, they're Power Rangers and stuff. And I won when Billy said, "Hey, why why can't he be an actual samurai?" I was like, "Oh, okay, we can play along with the whole you know kind of similar trope." I have a better way of doing it other than a stone keeping you alive for years on end. I have a better way of doing it. But, like, yeah, I think the fact that he's an actual samurai from, you know, way back when brought to our time, I think it's really cool. Um, and me and Billy literally discussed the other day that he's still going to use his katana in um, uh, civilian fights when they fight normal and they haven't morphed yet. He's going to still wield his katana. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. He was telling me about how he was bummed that the sound of him sheathing the katana in real life didn't come through. Yeah, he said that to you. He was like, well, I did actually want uh, the sheath noise, and that was what actually gave me the idea. He told me that. I was like, dude, why don't we actually have it so he still uses the katana? We can actually have a whole thing that he puts it in the ground and then pulls out his morpher. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Um, I'm actually using him in One Piece now, too. So he'll oh, be in awesome. it. So... Because I've made it so Amy, my pink and space ranger, she says the morphing call out just slightly different. It's uh, let's rock it. She says let's rock it, yo. She has a yo at the end because she's only 15. She's the youngest team member. So she adds this. I added like this teenage angst to the call. So having okay. Billy, having Alib every single time put a sword in the ground, I'm happy to do that. I think that's a really cool thing. Because also because billy said that you know he's fast. That's the that's why he wanted that's why he likes the god sound ranger because he's like lightning fat. I was like. That's that's that could be the thing is he puts the sword well, around because it slows him down. So we came up with that idea. I thought it was uh, really well done. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I look forward to working with Billy more. I think it's cool. I think I think Billy's a little genius when it comes to it. Uh, I think he puts himself down a lot, but he can be quite smart with when it comes to the story stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. He 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 definitely is harder on himself than he needs to be because he's he's quite good at what he does. Well, he actually, I have a story with Jared, if you give that a podcast, where uh, we're exploring Jared across the multiverse, and I'm giving him uh, an idea. So, for example, I gave him the idea of what if a dragon dagger landed in your lap? He'll actually come to me with, what would Jared actually do in real life if he got given the actual dragon dagger? I write it, I add a bit of pizzazz, just so it's more entertaining, and there we go, and he reads it for me. Uh, he actually came to me the other day and said Billy's and him have actually been talking, and Billy gave him an idea, and I'm going to use it at some point. So even Billy's working on that, and you know, hey, he's doing good. Yeah. Now we just need Miserable Jim to do something. Look <laughs> <laughs> at that one, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck on that, yeah. So when it comes to projects and, you know, You've got several different podcasts and stuff. Do you have anything like, you know, you've got scheduled and stuff. You've got, have you got all year scheduled? Have you got, or like, are you following? Yes. Yeah. Have yeah. you, have you, have you planned your stories out now more because you've got a schedule going? Like, yeah, I actually, um, yeah, I think me and you had actually talked about it. So it was kind of your idea. Um, I had actually written, sat down and put a schedule together of how often I want it to come out with my, with putting into account my normal job, you know, life getting in the way, how can I make it everything still work? And I have it written down, you know, I want this chapter to come out on this day, so on and so forth. And as long as people keep bringing me their stuff on time, I will be good to go. Yes, Which, Xander. 
Yeah, Xander, Rita. <laughs> Can I just say, I have to mention this. The two main people you have an issue with, you live with. Yeah, I know. Don't you love that? Isn't that just great? <laughs> I think that's phenomenal. <laughs> the two people I need to get the lines from the most often is my wife and my son. Yep. Um, so, do you have... You know, anything new coming out? Anything major coming out that people can look forward to? Not major. I mean, I got... I'm going to release the Animorph story this year and the Digimon story this year. We're going to get more into X-Men, for sure. I want to get a little bit more into My Hero. Um, We just... No, we have not. There's a crossover event coming up in SAO, too. With Code Lyoko. So, that's... I'm Ooh. really excited about that one because I'm a huge fan of Code Lyoko. Cool. Uh, Ranger wise, I don't think I have anything big planned that you don't already know about. <laughs> yeah, um, you say this though, right? It's me, you, and Mark. Guarantee you now, between now and Christmas, we'll have something coming up. Right, we'll have something major happen, some big event. Um, listeners can uh, look forward to hearing a new version of. The banker, because somebody's going to take over voicing him for me. I, um, I I enjoyed writing the character, man. As soon as I, when I edited my voice, I was like, oh, that actually sounds really cool. And when you yeah, said that you I liked it. it, I was like, dude, I, if you if you want me to, I'm happy to do it. That's such a cool thing to do. Oh yeah, I loved it, and um, we talked about it. We're going to start adding in at the end of every Ultra Ranger episode a bit similar to what you do with William, but yes. it's going to be the banker. Yep. So. We'll get to hear more from Rashva. Everybody seemed to really like that episode, where it was all about him. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I saw a lot of people comment that on you that, you know, it was cool that it was a Rashva episode, and maybe you could do it with the other ones, you know, have a chapter where it's all about Stingnet and his family, and obviously have Indigo, sorry, uh, the Vindigo in it, and stuff, <laughs> where you could do, like, more villain stuff, apparently. You're good at writing with villains. Apparently, so we'll have to see what I can come up with. <laughs> but see, that that's the thing as well, because, you know, we can do things like, you know, we, we're both agreed that it's okay to write a, a chapter where the common writers don't morph or do a henchin or anything, and, you know, as long as it's a decent, you know, it's progressive, you know, we can do little things it like makes, that. And... Yeah, it makes sense to the story, like yours did. Yours, yours made complete sense to the story. The episode I'm doing, it makes complete sense because it's revolved around what they actually do. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I think, I think you know, what you've got planned, what you've told me, anyway, at least, I think works really well. Um, when it comes to um, stories and writing and things like that, is there any... If you could have, like... A specific voice. Well, okay, you don't have to limit the answer to voice acting, but if you could have a celebrity voice one of your characters, what celebrity? What character? Oh God, that's not nice, man. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> that is not nice at all. I mean, how are you gonna do this to me? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, because. The problem with that is, all of my characters that I love voicing, I would want the voice actor for, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would love um, the anime voice actors for, like, Luffy. I would love that person. Or 
bring getting Natsu's actual voice actor. That would just be phenomenal. Oh, I I got no good answer for that, man. <laughs> oh wow! I you did not say what I thought you were gonna say, and I'm gonna throw this back in your face. Oh no! <laughs> you did not say Austin Saint John for Jason. <laughs> You're right. I didn't. I didn't even consider it. You literally, I've known you for two years, and you constantly say, Jason's your character. If Jason is a character in any of my things, or Mark's things, 80-90% to 90 of the time, you voice act him. That'd be me. I'm that, disgraced with you right I now. I don't think I've, I don't think you, you, me, or Mark have ever done anything where I'm not Jason. Um, well, it uh, depends, because Mark does have plans where Jason's involved, and I don't think you're voicing him. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's news to me, but hey. Um, yeah, no, um, I mean, if, oh, if I could get the current alive <laughs> original cast to voice Ultra Rangers, oh, I would die. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I did get David Yost to do that little, uh, promo. For me, so that was oh, that was yeah, amazing. That was cool. Ah, okay. We're talking about like having people voice stuff. Okay, so I have to mention this here because I find it really funny. Um, so Billy, when he recorded the lines, he recorded it all in one. I had an hour long thing I had to snip into pieces, right? Because obviously the different takes and stuff. Well, and he's talking good. to Jim. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have Jim in the voice in the notes because obviously Jim only gave me Billy's lines, but. He's talking to Jim, and you can tell, you can hear Billy's side of the conversation. And he said, he, they were joking about something, and he goes, um, in a mocking voice, he goes, um, ahaha, uh, they're my Pringles. I took that, it's like three seconds long, and that is at the end of my outro, every single Tiger Tail story on all four channels now. Nice. If you actually listen to the last Comrade Kiva on my channel, um, the chapter uh, where... Uh, Elib uh, or Lieb, sorry, is actually introduced. It's on the end of there as well. And the chapter three of Comrade Gaim. Listen to me do my outro, the music fades, and then you'll hear Billy right at the end. Oh, I'll have to. I'll have to listen to that. It, and I, I, I don't care what Billy says. It's happening at the end of every single chapter now. <laughs> you give me an hour long thingy to sit apart that Chikarma. <laughs> Oh man, that's Jim and Billy for you. They'll give you a two-hour-long one, just them talking, and then five seconds of their lines. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so we're getting close to closing time now. Willie's a very hectic man and very busy man, so I can't keep him the nexus for too long. Um, yeah. I have two very quick questions for you, and then uh, I'll let you do your, you know, talking about what you want to chat and stuff, and then we'll say bye. Uh, one quick question for you: um, If you had to put your four children, they cannot be in the same team. Replace a Power Ranger with your four children in different teams. Go. Mm. And they can't be teams you've made. It has to be like actual canon yeah. TV show, you know, replace I... characters of your children. Okay. Uh, definitely would put Mikhail in RPM because I believe that was his favorite. Um, probably as Red. Fair. Scott, you're gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Xander, I think I put him in Mystic Force, maybe as green or yellow, because I really enjoyed Mystic Force. Oh, he'd be such a good Yellow Ranger. He actually fits Chip very well. Yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah, he would. Um, oof. That's not a really? diss, by the way. That's not a diss. Xander, if you're listening, that's not no. a diss. I honestly think you'd fit Chip's sort of character very well. Worthy, I, 
I want to put Ruthie in Ninja Steel as blue. Or not Ninja Steel, um, Ninja Storm as blue. Oh, I think nice, she's yeah. that very calm, you know, chill tone about herself. And Angelique, I'd replace Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Cat. <laughs> yeeted. <laughs> what about you? Where'd you put Logan? Oh, okay. If I'd put Logan anywhere, um, oh, uh, as of now, as like him about turn five, the energy he gives, the loving personality that he is, I'd have to either put him as. Dustin from Ninja Storm. Okay. Or ah, the only other one that really comes to my head is Ziggy. Because him and Ziggy have a lot in common. I could see him <laughs> as Ziggy. I could see him doing a Ziggy, yeah. <laughs> like he just fits Ziggy, man. As much as I love the kid he does. Um so my my second question would be um if you had to, and you have no choice here, you have to do this. If you had to retell a Power Ranger story um, completely from the get-go, uh, so we're talking, you know, how they're introduced, all that stuff, kind of like what the comic books are doing in a way, don't pick Mighty Morphin because comic books already done that for you. If you had to retell one Power Ranger story, what would, which, Power Ranger, which Power Ranger story would you retell in your own image? I, th I have two. Yeah. Operation Overdrive, because it was done so crappily. I'd want to do it better. Fair. And Super Mega Force. I'd want um, to do it correctly. See? Or, okay, so Mark actually said to me, and it's a. Uh, sometimes I get annoyed about this. Mark said to me that he wants to retell Super Mega Force, but better. I'm sort of thinking, I wanted to do that. I want to adapt Go Kaija. Not redo Super Mega Force. I want to adapt Go Kaija. Mm. <laughs> like that'd be so cool, but yeah, yeah. fair play. Um, okay, yeah. so I'd when it comes the with the Mega Force, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather it be more to the Sentai. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so when it comes to uh, where people can find you, uh, what you do and stuff, I know we've spent the last two hours talking about it, but just give everyone you know one last time where people can find you and you know what you do and all that stuff. Okay, uh, you can find me as CosplayDude637 across the board. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can find all my podcasts on Spotify and uh, Apple, for sure. I know of a fact. And I'm on YouTube with One Piece, The Idea Drama, and Nostalgia Time. Uh, don't you also have a... Um, I actually can't remember what it's called. Is it uh, Koofy? Kaifi? Something like that. The, oh, my Kofi fund. Yeah, I have it. a Kofi fund that um, if you want to support me, it's it should be it's linked in all my bios. So um, I believe it's under the cosplay name. And what's 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 it for? Um, all the money is, that is donated there, it goes straight into cosplay. So anything that I get, it would help me purchase my Kakashi Sensei cosplay, or either get material to make cosplays. Um, stuff like that. Because I gotta awesome. get my 3D printer fixed, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, alright, guys, so, um, Willie will return. Uh, there's more stuff that me and Willie can talk about. Um, in the next couple of weeks, he will be on again. Um, and the reason why I say that is, in the next time that he comes on, we'll explain Parabatize. Because me and Willie are Parabatize. If you know what that yep. is, awesome. If you don't, then that's fine, too. In the next time Willie comes on, 
is a promise that Willie will come on again and we'll talk about Parapetize because I really think it's intriguing. I think more people should do it. Um, and yeah, so this has been the Tiger Nexus podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, you can find me on YouTube and on Spotify. So make sure you follow and subscribe and stuff. Uh, again, check out Tiger Tales. There's several of them. You'll find stories and stuff. Uh, huge shout out to Mark the Cornish Ranger. He was on episode one. Uh, he's our, our three Ranger bro uh, compadre. And of course, you can find him on those through comics. Uh, Zeod Hero, of course, we mentioned Billy. He's uh, the reason why me, William, Mark know each other and have started all this <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> uh, That's a nice have... way of putting it. <clears throat> yeah, I have to give a big shout out to the author's crown. A crown is an amazing person. He's so cool. He's literally messaging me as we've been doing this podcast, working with me for March's stories and stuff. He's always there helping me and things. It's fantastic. Um, and then, of course, if you give it out a podcast, make sure to check them out. Willie's been a guest there. I've been a guest there. Really funny thing is, is the day this gets uploaded, Mark's interview on the If You Give It Out a Podcast gets uploaded on the same day. So all three Ranger Bros have been in some form of podcast interview on the same day. Hey, cool. <laughs> so I figured that out. I was like, oh my god, that's awesome. But yeah, thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in. And of course, we shall see you. Well, okay, I upload every two weeks, so I'll see you in the next one. Willie, you've been fantastic. I shall have you on again. Thank you very much. You better. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You better. That's a threat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I shall see you guys real soon.